It's been a really long time since we recorded a podcast. I'm sorry. Way too long. Way, 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 way too long. But I hope you're ready for this one. This is going to be good. It will be good. Because what do we like to talk about? We like to talk about handicap awareness, spreading positivity, and overcoming overcoming challenges. challenges. Do you like how we said that in sequence? Cheers. Cheers. Okay, so it's been a long time. Here's Here's a cheers to red wine. Cheers to red wine. Okay. And here's the other thing. In about five minutes, you're going to hear a ding on our microwave because our buffalo chicken dip is going to be ready. Yeah. And she's going to make the handicapped guy take care of it. But I don't know why, but I'll take care of it. Absolutely. Because the oven's so freaking low that you're going to go get it. Yeah. Because we're in a handicapped accessible apartment. So here's here's what we need to talk about. Um, tonight, we are drinking Kenwright Cellars wine. Which apparently is really good. I tasted it. It is really good. It is good. And I believe it's a 2021. But here's what's special about it. So Saturday night, we attended an event for the Methodist Women's Expansion for the NICU. Yep. And, okay, I I think we need to back way up and just say, we've been promising this podcast for like months that we were going to have some guests on here. Um, it hasn't happened in the way that we wanted it to. We've had a lot going on and we apologize. There's some really great guests I promise going forward, but in the meantime, I think we have a lot to share. Yes, we do. Yes. It it does take a lot to get a guest on. Um, and also obviously we've been busy because you, you heard about our engagement, podcast Correct. so we've been working on a lot of wedding upcoming stuff and you know this is a time where we have a lot of stuff to talk about but then again we're very busy and so we're gonna move forward with that and um we will have some guests i you, promise we will and we will and we're trying to narrow it down to some very special guests um that you'll be very interested in and so just give us a little time and we promise we'll get that to you right so, backing up to our Kenwright Cellars wine, yeah, and going to the NICU event, um, that was a really special event. It was. So we were bidding like fools to try to win <laughs> anything Sorry. that we could, right? But it, but knowing it was for a great cause, right? Yeah, and, and it it didn't matter what we what was no charged to our card. Or what, what was, we walked away what with. What we walked away with, no. how much money it was, how much it valued at. It was going to a great cause. And it had a lot to do with my family. And, you know, it, it was it was amazing. So we walked away with a wine and sushi basket mm-hmm. that we, I mean, it doesn't matter what we spent. But um, the su- wine and sushi basket was four bottles of wine. A blue sushi gift card, and then a gift card to a wine store here in Omaha. Um, what I would like to back up and talk about is what brought us there in the first place. Mm-hmm. 
And so I know that we've talked about having your brother as a guest, but... And, and I think we'll, let's talk we'll, about we'll get him there. But what brought us there is I had my sister-in-law and my brother. They had uh, two, our twins, that they were born quite a bit premature. Um, we got the phone call probably at three in the morning and saying that she was going to labor at 25 weeks. Um, we all went to the hospital at that time and unfortunately the baby boy passed away. Um, and then the girl, um, ended up being in the NICU unit for, I think they said three weeks, three, three months. Um, and it's probably more like three months. Um, yeah. And so she had a long haul. She was born 1.8 pounds mm-hmm. into the NICU. I mean, can you even think about that? 1.8 pounds, all those organs, all those, everything that's trying to function 1.8 pounds. And she, and then she, and you know, when they're born, you drop pounds, you drop a few ounces and she did drop a few ounces, but you know, she kept fighting and, you know, now she's one of the smartest and, you know, great, great. What little, my little, uh, nieces that could ever, you know, that I could ever imagine. Right. Um, she's full of joy. She's full of everything. She's full of energy every time I go over there and, you know, she's always excited to see everybody. Um, so that's why we are at that event to, to support everybody or all those babies that's in the NICU unit as they're making that expansion and to, you know, better their technology and everybody that to uh, support everything that goes into that project. Right. So that's hence where we got the wine from is winning that, I say winning, but bidding on a basket to help. Hashtag winning. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, one of your other sisters was hashtag winning because she accidentally bid on like four things and she actually. But let me interrupt, like our, our buffalo chicken dip. Oh, it did beep, so I better get that out of the oven real quick. But I'll let my beautiful fiance over here talk while I'm getting that. Yeah. So let her uh, talk while I'm doing get that. Get that buffalo yeah, chicken. Get dip. that buffalo chicken. I don't okay. want it to burn. No. Okay. So I think um, the irony in all of this is that, you know, we attend this event. It's an amazing event, and it's supporting such a good cause of expanding the NICU. And you know, supporting these babies and these parents that have babies that are in the NICU. One of the things that the money was going to was to have cameras that were to be there while the parents are not able to be with their babies. And so ironically, like as life would have it, um, I was on Facebook today or yesterday. And so... By the way, I'm back. Oh, thank you. So we're going to eat our it, buffalo chicken. It, it didn't burn. Good. Um, so I'm, I'm sitting there looking at Facebook and uh, an acquaintance of mine posted on Facebook that they had a baby at 27 weeks and their baby was in the NICU mm-hmm. and she was like one point something pounds. And I just thought. It's just remarkable. Wow. Like what an amazing testimony to what we just supported, what, what hundreds of people just supported, not just us, but hundreds of people just supported this cause. I mean, why, why can't you support, why couldn't you support something like that where they're developing the technology they need? 
yeah. even further yeah. to help those babies survive at one, just over one pound or close to two pounds. Crazy. Crazy. So, it, I mean, it, it's just like life comes full circle that, you know, here we are supporting an event, um, supporting the past of something that happened, but then coming full circle, seeing that someone I know has a baby that was just born that needs the support of a NICU. And we supported the advancement of that. I thought it was super cool. And so and we just raised about $70,000 oh minimum, minimum. Yeah. Yes. And, and that was just there at the event. Right. You know, everything could be online too. Right. So gosh, where do we catch everybody up on? <laughs> well, first of all, my voice is kind of gone. Yeah, so. as you could probably tell. Yeah, I mean, you can probably I'm not know. sure what's what's going on. Maybe allergies or something like that. But probably. I, mean, I, don't know. I mean, we live in Nebraska, home of the cotton fields and pollen. But, um, but I did a little research on the on the Kentucky Derby. Mm-hmm. I didn't think Mage was going to win. Mm. So unfortunately, I didn't bet on him. So, so who did you bet on? Because I had no freaking clue who to bet on, and I am like. And then we went up to the counter. You're like, I'm just gonna bet wherever everybody everybody else don't bet. Yeah. What? I, I don't. Mean, what? Who'd you ever bet on? I I have no idea. Who'd you put your name in? Some Japanese horse. Oh yeah, Doja. I don't know something. But here's my thing: is like, don't put me in a betting bracket, like, because I will pick like. Hot guys or names or teams or colors. Like, I have no method to my madness. No method? Whatsoever. Sometimes that's the best thing to it do. Is, it can be the best. When you don't know anything. Right. So it didn't It didn't pan Obviously, out. Obviously, I advise you to do that because I did a lot of expert yes. advice and looking up and research. It didn't work out. No, I mean. So if you would have just picked something <laughs> that you had no idea, it probably would have worked out. I know. I mean, you're you're super smart. You were a sports better yeah. professionally in Vegas, which I appreciate. Um, but I haven't, I, I've been out of the game for a while. And I have no method to my madness. It's like colors, names, numbers, whatever. So I didn't win, but it is what it is. What did you think of the Derby? I thought it was good. I, I like when the underdog wins. There's, there's nothing wrong with the underdog winning. You know, you always try to go for the underdog and you don't want to, you know. So what was the story that we watched with that? Oh, that was it. Cody Charm or or Cody Luck or Cody Charm? I think Cody Charm, but there was a young boy that was in a wheelchair, right? And we were sitting here watching TV before we went to the event, and there was this young boy that was in a motorized wheelchair that had some kind of a special. Um, I don't know. He, I, I say handicap. Well, he had but, a neurological disorder. Okay. And this horse connected with him, like put his, you know, head in the kid's lap. And it was like an underdog story, which I love. And it was all set up by Make-A-Wish. Okay. Because he want like this, this little boy, he wanted... To meet racehorses. And so, make a wish for the great group they have. They granted his wish and he met a bunch of racehorses. Probably five or six horses. 
Okay. This specific horse connected with Cody. Yes. Laid his head in his lap. Yeah. And they named the horse after him. Okay. Racing in one of the races before the actual Kentucky Derby official race. And so did you or I bet on this horse? I can't remember. I we didn't bet on the horse because it wasn't part of the the official Oh, because it got race. He got like eliminated or no, something. No, he didn't get eliminated. Oh. Because they have like five or six or seven races before the Kentucky Derby official race. Okay. So it was like Churchill race or something like that. And so that was part of that was all part of the like probably the second or third race before the Kentucky Derby. And so okay. So and he so, got eliminated yes. before that. So he derby. was actually that horse was actually Cody Charms, I think it was called. Yes. I'm not for sure on that. But he there was named after that. So he was favored in the Churchill, I think, race where he was going around probably the second or third round into the final lap or the final turnaround to the finish line. He was the last. Okay. And this horse literally came from last place or second to last place, and he always brings up that energy at the end and killed everybody. Yeah, see, like that's the underdog I root for. Exactly. And you you couldn't be more happier for that horse to win. Right. When it represents a little boy mm-hmm. with a neurological disorder mm-hmm. that before this, even though he can't talk, he speaks from a computer, mm-hmm. had tears in his eyes as how happy he was learning that horse won on the last race. Right. So, And that yeah. horse went to went after the race. The jockey came and brought the horse close by that that little boy. Yeah. To greet him after he won. Yeah, that was amazing. Amazing. So, I mean, how can you how can you root against this horse? Well, gosh, I would hope nobody. I'd hope nobody can. does. So I think we need to back up a little bit, and just in case, just in the rare, rare case that anybody's listening to this for the first time, mm-hmm. this podcast is called TNT. Um, we are the dynamic duo, and TNT actually stands for tits and tires because Nate is in a wheelchair and he has really giant wheels. So, <laughs> that's, really, that's, <laughs> that's why it's called tits and tires, right? Right. Okay. Well, I mean, what's the first part? Well, we'll not go right, there. right, right. Okay. So, um, what else do we need to back up to? I think we need to talk a little bit about our hiatus from this podcast for sure um i think it's important that one of our premises of this is to talk about spreading positivity handicap awareness and And by the way that horse's name i just looked up cody's wish cody's wish that's great um and overcoming challenges so i would say that one of the challenges we've been dealing with within the past couple of months is that your dad passed away last August, 2022, mm-hmm. and things have not been easy. No, it hasn't. And, and I, I know think we, we need to be real. I know we talked about it, and you know, at the age of 38 years old, I finally asked for help. Um, I was angry. I was not happy. Um, 
pretty much asking why, why did this happen? And it was to the point where I didn't want to ruin any more relationships I had. I didn't want to ruin the relationship I had with my fiance in front of me. Um, so again, for the first time in my life, I had to ask for help and commendable. Yes. And I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know how it's going to get a react. I didn't know what, how, uh, what I was going to do. I didn't know what my future handed to me. I didn't know anything. I just know my dad was not here anymore. And I needed to work through that. It was called the grieving process. Um, I found out that and realized after talking to my pastor, um, I won't go too far into that um, as I'm continuing to get help with that. Um, but it's part of the grieving process. Um, there's several books that I have, a couple of books that I've gone through and read. Um, and it continues to help me through my process. And what I've continued to do is believe in that. Continue to know that my my you know, God is always with me and that my dad is always with me and I know how I should react to anything that comes to me when I'm in a bad state of mind. And I always, before that was always in a bad state of mind and I didn't know how to take it. I didn't know how to deal with it until I went this path of asking for help. And the bottom line of this is it doesn't matter how strong you are. It doesn't matter if you think you're a strong person. You have to ask for help when it comes down to it and you're weak. Every strong person will become weak at some point. Because when you lose somebody that you love, you lose the father that you always thought was going to be there for you and all of a sudden is not all of a sudden a strong person will turn into a very weak person that needs help and you cannot be afraid to ask for help true so here's here's what i would say to that um everybody everybody in their life is going to go through some sort of grieving process whether it be a relationship that ends whether it be um, a loss of somebody in their life that, you know, passes away. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be the grieving of something that they thought was going to be that wasn't anymore. Um, I mean, grieving takes a whole lot of different forms. And what I have learned is if you don't let yourself grieve is where you get in trouble. If you don't let out that cry that you need to, you're in trouble. If you're too embarrassed to cry, that is going to get lead you into trouble. You got to find that space. You got to find those friends. You got to find that significant other. You got to find that person that you are comfortable to grieve and cry and let it out. And you can't be afraid to do that. So here's an interesting step that I found just learning through you. Mm -hmm. And I recently had a good friend that found out her significant other of over a year and a half was cheating on her. Mm -hmm. And 
that's a grieving process in itself. If it you've is. ever been cheated on, um, if you've ever had somebody who betrayed you or hurt you in a way that blindsides you. And so she and I were having a conversation about the grieving process and how, you know, death, divorce, breakup, they all kind of have like a common theme and a common feeling. Mm-hmm. And because of you and what what you're going through and the way that you've helped me to understand how you're processing, I've been able to help other people, which I I'm I'm grateful for that because if we don't learn and grow through things, we can't help other people. And, and the and the thing is is I was able to help other people in my past go through hard times. Right, but not what grieving, right? It, grieving too. Okay. But when it came to myself, I didn't know how to help myself. True. We don't know. I how can to help, help other people. Yep. And be that strength to them, but I didn't know how to be the strength to them to myself. Myself. Mm-hmm. And they say, "Oh, if you're full, you're faithful, and all this stuff that you shouldn't have to grieve. You're, you know, you're Christian. You don't shouldn't just to leave, to grieve. What's more faithful than grieving? And I'm not going to try to be too religious or because we're not trying to go in that direction, but we we. We are faithful people to have God by our side. And what's more faithful to on your most vulnerable part of your life where you are at your weakest moment Mm -hmm. to let God hold you during that time and grieve with you. Right. What is that if that's not faith? So here's an interesting part of that is that one of the pieces that, was missed with you that I learned from your experience that I was able to pass on to someone else is recoil. And I didn't understand that that was a part of the grieving process in general. And it's not necessarily one of the five stages of grief, but it's a healing process from going to point A to B or B to C. And what recoil is, is it's telling your story over and over and over again. And I didn't realize when there were points in my life that I was going through things that were very traumatic. I felt like I had to keep telling the story. (laughs) And, you know, you kind of get sick of your own voice, right? Like you kind of get sick of hearing. You got to be comfortable telling people that story. Right. And people can't tell you that you're sick of, of hearing that story. But part of the grieving process, you have to continue to tell your story until that process is finished. Right. So one of the things that I was finding is like when I would tell my story, I was getting sick of hearing my own voice. I was getting sick of telling the same story over and over. And I felt like I was burdening people. And... One of the things that I learned from you through your experience that was able to help me help someone else is I kept telling them, like, tell the story until you don't have to tell it anymore. Exhaust it out. Yes, because that is a part of, it's not one of the five stages of grief, but it's one of the healing processes of getting from point A to B or B to C or C to D, right? Like, it's something that helps you heal through that. So... When we talk 
to people and we hear stories about heartache and hurt and grieving and betrayal and whatever else that looks like, tell the story to your trusted advisors as many times as you need to. Yeah, because you can't have tell me, somebody tell you to stop, you know, to stop. You're stronger than that. You're doing that. There's no such thing as you're stronger than that. You have to be able to tell the story and be vulnerable. Vulnerable is the most important thing about telling your story. You cannot, or telling what happened, you cannot be afraid of that. However, in all fairness, I think it's human nature that when we hear somebody tell us something, tell us a story over and over. You want to do that. We want to stop it, right? We want to be like, stop telling yourself that. Stop telling the story. Um, We say things like, I don't want to hear it anymore. And I think that's human nature is to stop what we're hearing. But a part of the healing process is letting that person who's grieving that needs to tell the story over and over and over. One day they won't have to tell it anymore. They won't. No. And it's about that that time of of just telling that story and then be comfortable of, you know, okay, I, I, I've told enough. Yes. And that's what I didn't do. Okay. I, so our dog is humping a stuffed animal while we're talking. And it's so... Distracting. Yeah. So it, this it, is it, a really good time to pivot to a new story. Yeah. Because, it, because it's right now is <laughs> he's not even humping the actual stuffed animal <laughs> dragon that he sh- he he actually tore apart the dragon that he loves. I mean, oh my gosh. And he continues to love the same stuffed animal that he has tore apart, and he will not like a new toy, three toys, or four toys that are in perfect condition. But he continues to want the one that he is in shreds almost. You know what? I have to give some credit to my dog. He is a monogamous little mofo. That and he will not cheat on this dragon. No. And he's, he's little Gus the pug. And he has been with this dragon. And look at us humans. Some people like want to cheat on each other. Like, look, at yeah. we have a dog here that has, <laughs> that has a stuffed animal that's torn to shreds. And he has perfectly good animals that he doesn't hump. He wants to hump this one that is barely put together. <laughs> and, and and he just loves his little dragon. So, I mean. He, I mean, we have them in a box. And he will dig down, like, as far as he can to pick the dragon out. He will not take any other dra- any other stuffed animal to hump them. I mean, what what a testimony of, like, faith. We are <laughs> terrible human beings if you want to. Like. Yeah. A dog even is smart enough not to cheat on the dragon that he tore up. Right, right. <laughs> like, oh god, how terrible are we? Like, I mean, <laughs> and how terrible are we that we're watching our dog sit here with his little dragon and just doing his thing? But anyway, okay, yeah. so. So, yeah, we'll move on from that. Yeah, um, I yeah. am actually, uh, to tell everybody, I am doing better. Yeah. Um, I've got the help that I needed and will continue to do that. Um. And now that we'll move on to our next subject here. Yeah. But like I said, I'm doing better and I'm glad that I'm doing better. And there's nothing better than, you know, feeling the way I am. Correct. So let's talk about our next phase in life, which is our wedding. Wait a second. Wait a second. (laughs) That's like four months away. I know. It's four and three-fourths, four and a half. But what did we do before? 
What do you mean? Did we go to San Antonio? Oh, okay. So, so well, we could talk about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So last year we got engaged at your sales and service presidential trip yeah. in Clearwater Beach. Well, that was amazing. It was amazing. And then this year we were in San Antonio in April, which last year was supposed to be in April, but they pushed it to August because of COVID, COVID and yeah. restrictions and whatever. Um, so this year we went to San Antonio and there were some significant pieces of San Antonio that happened. The first one was, oh gosh, the lack of accessibility. When we talk about handicap <sighs> awareness, um, you know, it's just, it's one of those things that you don't realize <laughs> what you need until you need it. I have to laugh because there's a few little instances here. Right? Instances yeah. At San Antonio. Yeah. Well, props to my my employer. They did everything they could and did a great job of making this trip memorable and great. 100%. Um, when, we got, when we got to the hotel, this is it's an older hotel. You know, they say it was built in six six months. Mm-hmm. Six months. Mm-hmm. How many floors? 22? 23? Oh, yeah. 22. 22, 23? Yeah. Six months. Think how, how do you build a hotel with that many rooms, that many floors in six months? Oh, we found out. Quickly. The elevators were all jacked Oh, up. my gosh. It was a nightmare. So we were on. Let me, let me paint how, a picture real quick. Okay. Okay. I am a claustrophobic freak. I <laughs> she hate don't like elevators. confined <laughs> spaces. I hate confined spaces. I hate the fact that every time I go with you somewhere, it's <laughs> through an elevator because I hate There's elevators. always escalators, but there was no I, escalator in this one. I get into an elevator and I stop breathing because I just feel like this shit's going to shut down. I so, probably am going to have so to put this on rated R. So are you but, one... So are you one that when you get onto an elevator and it closes oh. and you get caught like oh. you're going to run out of air? Yep. The claustrophobia oh. shuts in. So how long do you think you have in an elevator when it's closed? 20 seconds. 20 seconds. 20 seconds. So the elevator doors close and I go, okay, just get me to the floor. You only have 20 seconds before I run out of air. <laughs> Pretty much. And then I'm thinking like, okay, I'm on like ground one. I need to go to... Floor three, just floor get, three. Just get me there. That's what I'm thinking. Like, and again, just, you, you only have 20 seconds before you run out of 20 air. 20 seconds, and then and then. So what if you get caught? Then if too many people get on the elevator, I start getting so pissed. Oh, so. Pissed. Oh yeah, because I'm like, they're gonna start taking my air. Yeah, yeah, and all if, of a sudden you have none. If this doesn't work out, my air is gone. <laughs> wow. So, so what if the elevator stops working? Are you dead? Probably. I mean, I will lay down on the floor, freak out, and it's not good. It's not, it's not, not good. good. Not good. No, no, no. Like, I'm claustrophobic as it is. So then, as soon as I see the doors close, and I know... I need, I need to get you some nails. Your nail. You need some new well, nails. Well, okay. Then buy me some new nails. I'll get, but, I'll, I will. I will. Sorry to break, break, break up conversation, but yeah. 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 Okay. Well, Mother's Day Sunday. Yeah, like, Mother's Day Sunday's out. I'll get hit you some new Yeah. So anyway, the doors close. I start to like conserve my air. And I just So how like, do you how do you conserve your air? 
I just start thinking like. How, I, but wait a second. Wait a second. Let's back up. How do you conserve your air? I just breathe really slow. <laughs> and I start to think like, okay, I've got like two, three, four, maybe 22 floors. And if I. I thought you were going to say 22 breathe, breaths. Well, if I, <laughs> if I breathe less, then I don't, I don't have to share my air. But if there's other people on the elevator, well, babe, at some oh. point, at some point, if we ever get caught in an elevator, I'm no, going to prove to no, you no, 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 that no. if we're there for a half hour, you'll still have room for air. I, I won't. And, and here's the other thing. Like I will be on the ground, sucking air, sucking wind, telling all the people above me, just like stop breathing because oh. that's, that's where I'm at. That's where oh. I'm at. Yep. So, so anyway, so I hate elevators. So you, you hate elevators, and I'm with a man that can't go upstairs. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how though. Oh, if that happened, yeah. But she don't like elevators, and she end up with a guy in a wheelchair. Right. Who knows? So but anyway, anyway, so we go to San Antonio, and they've been working on this elevator project, and I say that in quotes. You know, a two year project, they say, right? Two years. But I don't know how long they've actually been working on it, but. Maybe a okay. year, maybe a year and a half. I, I don't even know. So if they say two years and I push a button and the button doesn't work, yeah, I'm I'm gonna freak out. No, the button actually did work, but it didn't stop at our floor. Oh, this thing did not work. Like we people above us sat for thirty minutes waiting for an elevator to come down. And here's the thing: you push the button. That was my class. If you heard that, that was my class on the counter. We heard you. Okay. So I pushed the button, and there was an up and a down, and then across. An up and a down. Okay. Yep. You Normally, that in an elevator, there is an up and a down. That's all I need. Okay. Just give me an up or a down. And then across the way, there's a touchpad that has a little handicap sign that shows me that somehow it's handicap accessible. Well, normally, elevators are. But. but <laughs> right? <laughs> they're, they're accessible. Yeah. Why do we need a handicap accessible ex- uh, elevator when they're all accessible? Good point, babe. I mean, I don't know. Thank you. So I'm looking. I wonder to... if there's a handicap accessible on stairs. There's not. Oh, okay. There's not. And so I go over to the other elevator, and there's a touchpad, and the only thing you can do is select floors that you want to go on, okay. and then you have to wait and see which elevator to the left or the right is going to show up. So I, my anxiety goes sky high through the roof, sky high, sky high. Then some people get on the elevator and they're like, Oh, we got stuck on that elevator uh, yesterday. And uh, I'm like, don't tell Brianna that I'm like, guess who's taking the freaking stairs today? Guess who me. <laughs> and then <laughs> I gotta say like, what floor were we on? I don't even freaking Nine, know. Nine, seven, something like that. Don't care. And I'm like, how am I going to get down? I know I can go downstairs. I mean, but going upstairs, that's going to suck. But, you know, we, we, we had a speaker after that, which put it really in line of what, <laughs> of what, what it was. Did he, though? He, because he, I he, don't he, care what he yeah, said. He said... You guys have a workout room? Why do you need a workout room when your elevators don't work and we got to go up tons of flights of stairs? <laughs> All I'm saying, 
bad experience. But San Antonio in in a whole yeah is great. It's amazing. Yeah, great. Beautiful place. I would recommend that anybody because we stayed there. right on the river walk. Yes. Yeah. Even though I mean, we tried to go two miles to get across the little bit of a river because um, we could. <laughs> there was no places to get over because. Every two miles, three miles, four miles, there's maybe a ramp to get over to the other side. But there was maybe an elevator to get up the stairs or or up one side. But we didn't know where the elevator was to go down on the other side. <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't very accessible. So here's the funny thing. So we're, you know, walking, wheeling along the yeah, river. I, I am wheeling. Yes. I'm, I'm not walking. walking. I mean, that'd be a miracle. Right. And I mean, it was it was a beautiful walk. And it was like cobblestone streets, um, beautiful day. And all of a sudden, I looked to my right, and this bush with like some lemons hanging off of it. All of a sudden, I look down, and I like look at the bush, and it jumps up at me, and it's a human. Human. And I scream like I saw a tarantula. And I just kind of look back like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> right. So I scream like probably something out of a murder scene. Um, you know, if, if anybody's seen the movie Scream, that was me looking at the, at the bush with some lemons on it. And I finally <laughs> realized it's a man. <laughs> then I'm laughing because I'm like, Gosh, dang it. And he got me. That was not my you, words. You know what's funny? Is when she went up and saw that, she saw the camera first. She goes, somebody somebody left a nice camera out here. Knowing that later she would be on camera because she was scared to hell. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And so here's the thing. I said, oh, my goodness. No, I really didn't. I said, a string line of curse words because I don't like being scared. I don't like being caught off guard. I don't like being trapped in elevators. So I said a string of curse words. And then he laughed. (laughs) And then I thought it was so funny that I wanted to like video other people on my phone. I wanted to video other people on my phone walking by that were being scared crapless. And so that's what happened is that you got you, one person. Oh gosh. And then then we come home and we find out this guy no, is like Not we, I did. Okay. You found out <laughs> that this guy is a legit um he he's positioned to scare people yes. on the river walk in San Antonio. And his name is Texas Bushman, look him up, and yes. you'll find all the hilarious reactions of being of people being scared of when he acts like a human out of a plant. Okay, so then then we get home, we find out that this guy is he's legit. He's probably paid to be there. He has so many followers on YouTube, and we're dying laughing at how many people he's scared continually. Like, and, and, and I mean, he makes a living. I hate being scared. I hate being caught off guard. I will laugh. At least my, you weren't on camera because I, I, I haven't laugh, found it yet. I will laugh every single minute of the day at somebody else. Being oh, somebody scared. else being scared, but yes, not you. Yes. Because it's so freaking funny. So it, I was hoping and I was looking almost every day for a week 
trying to find your reaction to when he scared you, but he didn't post it. No. Probably because I said so many curse words. Texas Bushman, come on, bro. He couldn't show me. <laughs> Why couldn't you have that on camera and, and, and display it? Because I was I had a naughty mouth. That's why. Naughty mouth. I had a naughty mouth. Okay. So we need to like wrap up this podcast. We have talked for 40 minutes about really nothing. Um, really nothing? But a lot. But a lot. Um, so here's, here's what I would wrap this up with is let's talk about what, what's next. What's next? So what's next is what we all have planning or upcoming. Cheers. Cheers to you. You know, red wine's getting to us, apparently. Uh, So, uh, probably our wedding plans. Mm. Well, we all have planned on our upcoming wedding. You know, it's getting close. Less than five months away. Yeah, we're four months away. No, five. Less than five. Yes. May 23rd, it'll be exactly four. Okay, so... Here's what I will say about weddings. They are it's expensive. Astronomically expensive. Inflation. No, no, no. They're just expensive. It has to be of inflation, too. And it's fun, right? Like, we're having a giant cocktail party of our friends and family. Everybody's invited. No, not a, not not. Everyone, <laughs> no, no, they're not. Um, Apparently, not everybody. Not but everyone. A lot of people. Yes. Um, gosh, the last time I got married was twenty years ago. How old so, was I? Well, you were probably fifteen. So <laughs> <laughs> you were learning to drive. I was I learning was to married. drive. Yeah, that's cute. Um, gosh, things have gotten so expensive. Oh yeah. I mean yeah. it's 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 crazy. Yeah. So I don't know. That's probably that's probably what we'll talk about. I mean we have I mean we get the majority of stuff done, right? She's yawning over I'm there. so tired. Okay, so like our buffalo chicken dip is done. Our buffalo chicken dip is done. Our oh, dog's been so we just So we just were talking about, oh, yeah, let's go talk about our upcoming wedding. And she's yawning. I know. And then she's thinking about our buffalo chicken dip is done. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Okay. Wow, babe. I thought our wedding was much more important than well, buffalo chicken is, dip. Well, it is, but I think we need to discuss that at like 10 a.m. on a Saturday. 10 a.m. on a Sunday. Yep. Sunday or Saturday? Saturday. Yeah, so Saturday. So here's, um, here's what we'll leave you with. Yeah. We are excited to be back. For sure. We have guests coming. Um, we would so much rather be on the mic giving content than worrying about who's coming on as a guest, even though we know that they're coming. Yes. Um, things just haven't lined up. And that's okay. Yeah. And so th- that's why we wanted to just give you a little bit of update yeah. on what's been going on and what we're looking forward to doing um, and give you a little bit of advice with grieving and, you know, some fun parts and some funny parts and some, you know, jokes going along with it and a little positivity at the same time. Um, you know, we look forward to you uh, listening to more of our podcasts and we'll have 
you know, great content and fun content coming forward. Yes. So have a good night. Bye for now. Bye for now. And this is TNT once again.